Coming up in episode 102 of HubShots, we have tips for improving email conversions, how to identify AdWords traffic in HubSpot reports, creative ideas for distributing content, and also a great Chrome extension that will really help your browsing. Welcome to HubShots, the podcast for marketing managers and sales professionals who use HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm well, Ian. Great to be here. Did you know that 47% of people would buy from a bot? That is a huge number, It's a good stat. We'll be chatting about that right at the end of the show. Now, Craig, on to our inbound thought of the week. And this is an excellent post from Talia Wolf, who we've featured many times in the sh- in shows. We have. We love Talia. And this time, another tip from her guide to higher email conversions. Now, I think why this is important before you go on to the points is email has the biggest ROI as a marketing channel. So yeah, that's this right. Is really, this is really very key information. You know, I think email is one of those things that we all do and then we get around to and then we kind of, it's almost like, oh, finally we get that out the door. And we don't. And we get slack. Yeah, we get slack with things like uh, subject lines, which yes. she goes through in this article, but also just the structure. Yes. And that's what we really wanted to call out. This is from section five in her blog post that we've got linked in the show notes. And she's got a formula, Craig. Yeah, so she's got two recommended formulas. I like her first one the best. The PAS, or the PAS format, where she basically talks about pain, agitation, and solutions. So really thinking about what's your customer's pain. It could be your prospect's pain. What do they really care about it uh, and how to solve it? And she's actually got some worked examples in her post where she kind of uses examples she's written and then how she's structured them. They're really good. So um, worth a read. Okay, and formula number two, Ida, which is about attention, interest, desire, and action. So grabbing their attention quickly, interest, tell them something that intrigues them and something that they've never heard before and even something that goes against what they normally do. So to grab that interest, then the desire to engage them in the way that leaves the reader wanting to have hear more from you and what you've got to offer. And the last point, action, is ask them to take action. Yeah, interestingly enough, she talks when she talks through that formula, she says that the third point there, desire, is often the one that's left out. So people are good intuitively at the other three, but they leave out the desire element. So she has good examples of that. Yeah, so I think this is a very, I think it's a great place to start. And when we're crafting our emails, it's actually to use the PASS, which is the pain agitation solution, and see whether you get a better result with your emails next time. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. All righty, so here's a question for you. You're in HubSpot and you're in the HubSpot reports. How do you identify, and say you've been doing some Google uh, AdWords, how do you identify Google search campaigns versus Google display campaign visits? And it was an interesting question you asked me, and I had to think about it. It's a good question, and uh, thanks to Sue Ellen, uh, who uh, reminded me of this. She asked me the other day, and I was like, hmm, I don't think you can. Uh, Let me think about that. And then, of course, she dug it out as in the sources report, dig into paid search, and then you can actually dig into the auto-tagged PPC and you'll see it broken out by content network versus uh, keywords or unknown keywords. Yeah, and, and I think it says there AdSense or other as content network. That's right. So content network is the, the display network stuff. So a good way of um, separating that out. And we've got a screenshot there from uh, one of my uh, portals there. You can check it out. Thanks, Sue Ellen. Nice one. Oh, by the way, I'll tell you a gotcha. You know, yeah, go this, this is a HubSpot marketing non-feature of the week. <laughs> So uh, this is to do with the HubSpot campaigns, which generally I love. Yes. Uh, The campaigns report there under your productivity menu. But um, 
We were puzzling over this a week or two ago where we were driving some traffic from LinkedIn campaigns. So we'd tagged that as paid social. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. And we're going, well, we're seeing it on the sources report and I was seeing it in analytics, but I wasn't seeing it on the campaigns report, you know, visits or uh, contacts. I was like, why is that? Anyway, I contacted HubSpot support about it. And did you know, they pointed me to a link, knowledge base article, paid social isn't included, in is, is not Folks, in case you missed that, is not <laughs> included in campaign tracking. Uh, I dumbfounded. But anyway, that's a gotcha. I thought that was a pretty key part of a campaign. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you? Maybe it's on the list for improvement. Well, I hope so. But, yeah, so, look, um, they're one of those give and take uh, shots this week, uh, something I love and then something that I was, didn't love so much. Excellent. Now, on to our marketing tip of the week, Craig, and this is a blog post that's actually on the HubSpot blog. It's about content distribution ideas. And what I really loved about this one, it's about 10 ways to distribute one piece of content, right? Besides doing social sharing. And I thought to myself, but how it starts off in the blog post, it actually says there was a team and they wanted to promote the piece of content and their their goal was to flex their creative muscles. And they had the team challenge to go with 50 ways to distribute the piece of content. And I thought, wow, 50. We do 10 a week. <laughs> we, we struggle at 10. They got to 50. Well done. So, and then obviously out of the 50, they've taken the top 10 and created this blog post. So definitely have a look at it. Use a couple of ideas there. And I think what I really want to highlight out of this is that um, ideas 9 and 10, right, which is actually quite creative, they do it via recruitment channels. I thought this was really good, yes. Yeah, so like LinkedIn job listings and so on. That's right. They're promoting their content. So their example they gave was the HubSpot culture code, which yes. they included in job listings. And then the other one, the one I really liked, is they said when they have candidates come along, they send them a piece of content and ask them to review it because they'll discuss it in the interview. Their point is, well, you can't get much more targeted than that kind of as a reader or an audience member and then force them to read your content. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, so look, have a look at it, get some ways, and I think just think outside of the box about how you can distribute your content further than just doing social sharing. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot sales feature of the week. This has been a bit of a gotcha for times for us, but it's checking your timeline filters are correct and seeing that everything you need is actually on and not not in the timeline. So so make sure there's a little there's a filter button on the side and it tells you how many filter options you've actually got it enabled versus what's there. And one of the really key things is making sure that you've got the really key ones ticked. So example, if you've got any integrations like um, HelloSign, for example, where you're expecting signatures from documents or estimates, really key to have that on because like, you want to see it in the timeline when they've actually signed a document so you can trigger off the next process. Little things like that, but I encourage you to go have a look. Yeah, this timeline feature, you know, uh, just a bit of a diversion here. I actually reckon they'll optimise this diversion. I think we'll see in the future, rather than that filter timeline drop down, I think we'll see like a bunch of icons across where some are highlighted, some are just greyed out to show where they're enabled and you can quickly tick them on or off because I quite like ticking on or off page views or A bit like the Google thing. search. Uh, a bit like Google search. Yeah. So on the Google search, a little diversion here. Yeah. Uh, example, you're searching for a local business mm-hmm. and you search, so I did one today. I, help, I was helping a friend of ours that has a day spa. I did a search for their day spa. So I said I was looking for a particular, like day spa treatment. Then I said, um, it gave me options like, is it open now, tomorrow, day after? Oh, I clicked that right. button. Uh, it then said within this distance, it gave me a couple of distances. I just clicked that button. 
and I basically filtered down to what I wanted. Right. And okay. Was, so I'm thinking it's a similar experience. We're talking yeah, about. it could be. And well, the reason I raise is because quite often we run into that gotcha where people go, oh, I wasn't seeing it. And yeah, oh, did you go to the filter timeline, That's tick right. that on or off? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Who turned that off? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. By the way, the next thing you were going to highlight, which was the bonus feature, was the consolidated view of the timeline, which I've actually been really liking because it really highlights a bit. As a, I think this becomes an issue as people really jump on your site and they're looking at pages and understanding where they've been. I think this is a great little, they've just done it really well. Yeah, it's really nice. That's a, pay, a piece of consolidation in the time. So, like, the timeline is such a key such a key feature yeah. and it's really a compelling differentiator when whenever we show hubspot to people it's kind of like a landing page couldn't email agree. marketing oh, i've got mailchimp have you seen the timeline Boing. what totally awesome they love it and and it's just getting better and better so yeah, yeah. all right craig on to our app of the week so this is um this is something i discovered today and I discovered this because I was actually did a search on Google Maps for a location that we were find, trying to find, and I saw some reviews. And I thought, "Where is?" Sorry, did App- you say Google Maps? Or Sorry, Apple Maps. Apple Maps. Yeah, I did Google Maps as well, but Apple Maps is the one I just tried out as well. And what was really interesting was pulling reviews from Yelp. Mm. And so I was telling this business owner they needed to actually get that Yelp account, so they actually had to claim that as a business. So the app of the week is actually the Yelp for business owners. So make sure you've actually gone and created yourself an account and actually claimed your business and then you can manage it out of there but why it's important is because people use apple devices and that's where it's pulling reviews from so it's really important to be on top exactly right you know two years ago people were laughing at apple maps and rightly so it was terrible but how quickly things have changed and it's predominantly used on apple devices yes exactly oh another little tip an apple carplay right yeah I tested this on a friend that got a new car. So Apple CarPlay works fantastically, right? If you've got Google Maps on your phone, you can't use Google Maps on, a, on, on Apple CarPlay. <laughs> really? They've, yes. What, they've blocked it? or You can only use Apple Maps. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Well, but I wonder why they have to do that. Because as I, as I was just saying, Apple Maps is used predominantly on iPhones or yes. iOS devices. But Google Maps is there. And of course, it was used to be the predominant one, but definitely Apple Maps. I, I think usage, especially in the US, the Apple Maps is over overtaken Google Maps. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. All right. On to our, we're going to call this our Chrome extension of the week, Craig. This is a bit of a gold piece of extension. This one is fantastic. It's the one click extension manager. And if you're like me and have a ton of extensions that use in Chrome, and then they're all sitting up there hogging bandwidth and CPU and slowing down your Chrome experience. And, of course, you're, if you're on your battery, it's draining and, you know, you're watching your power go down. So you're, yeah, then you have to go, oh, okay, menu, tools, extensions, then scroll through and then turn them on and off. You know, that pain with uh, managing your extensions. This extension, another extension, controls your extension. We've got a screenshot. It's just one little icon up in your Chrome extensions uh, section, and then you can turn off. In fact, you can quickly disable all of them if you want, or you can just turn them on and off selectively. It saves so much time. And I love this because I can just quickly say, oh, I'm going to use the built with or the what runs uh, Chrome. I'll just turn it off here selectively rather than having it on all the time, things like that. So really recommend that. And it'll save you a ton of power in Chrome as well over the long term. Yeah, absolute gold. All right, Craig, onto our podcast of the week. And this is a gold podcast. This is the one by Noah Kagan and he... And he- interviews a guy called Jonathan Siegel 
And a very interesting thing is how to double your business this year and lessons from buying 29 companies. I'd encourage everyone to listen to this because you actually get a sense of what he does to increase value of businesses and the things he looks out for. And it's nothing, I can honestly tell you, it's nothing that we don't already know. All right, I'm going to listen to this one because you've put me onto this podcast a number of times and I've only listened to the episodes that you've recommended. I actually haven't subscribed to him. Really? But every time you recommend one of Noah Kagan's podcasts, I listen to it and go, this is fantastic. And he is the gold standard. He's kind of what we want to be one day in just terms. I just love how he edits and and talks it through. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is I like about the title, How to Two Times Your Business. Like it's actually... It's probably believable. That's right. Ten times your business. Yeah, right. Anyway, encourage you to listen to that and get some gold gems out of that one. All right. Now, onto our resource of the week, Craig. And this is from HubSpot Research around artificial intelligence. Yeah, and this was research they released at the start of the year. I think we even mentioned this in our Christmas special or our New Year's special back at the start of the year. But it's worth reviewing just around artificial intelligence is here. And as you may recall from um, when we were chatting with uh, Brian Halligan uh, two episodes ago, he mentioned how artificial intelligence is such a key part of what HubSpot's doing. So I thought it was worth reviewing this uh, particular research post. And they go through stats. So, for example... Um, most people don't realize that they're using AI tools. And in fact, of this survey that was conducted at the end of 2016, so numbers will have changed since then, 63% were already using AI tools without realizing it. And then it's also changing behavior. So for example, this whole buy from a bot trend that we're seeing, 47% of those survey respondents said they would buy items from a chatbot. I mean, this is how marketing and commerce is changing. So Worth a review and uh, then at the yeah, end of the you article. Know, so, it's yeah. interesting that you're saying because on the 25th of July this year, HubSpot purchased Kemby, oh, yes. which is which is a AI platform to actually bring into HubSpot to help with marketing and sales. So I think we people are not realizing that, hang on, there, it's going on every day, all day on different platforms that we're totally unaware of. Yeah. All right, Craig. Brings us to shot nine, which is an appropriate quote of the week. From B.F. Skidder, the real problem is not whether machines think, but whether men do. Oh, yes, there we go. Just leave that one there, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a famous psychologist, by the way, so Excellent. a good quote from him. All right, now we've got some bonus links of the week in our show notes. I encourage you to subscribe to our show notes. We would love for you to leave a review on iTunes for us. We would love your feedback as to what parts of the show you love and what parts of the show you don't love as we've just gone over the 100 episode mark and we would love you to join our WhatsApp group. Until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.